Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 5. Beginning in verse 1, we read, After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, or paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at certain times in the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. Now the pool of Bethesda, which by the way means house of mercy, lay near the sheep gate in the walls of Jerusalem. Now the sheep gate was where the sacrificial animals for the temple were brought into town. And though the existence of this pool was doubted for centuries by biblical critics, it has been since found, confirmed, and actually now is regularly visited by tourists. Those who gravitated to this scene in those days would lay about the pool waiting for what was understood to be an angel who would come from time to time to quote-unquote stir the pool. Following this miraculous event, it was believed that the first person who would then enter the pool would be healed, and it was most often simply under one's own strength to get there. Now, the authenticity of this last verse, by the way, is, is doubtful, as the oldest text of Scripture do not contain it. It was quite probably added by uh, scribes later on in an effort to explain further what was believed to be happening in that scene. Now, the symbolism here does indeed run deep. For these folks, sick, blind, lame, paralyzed, well, they were just like us. Sick, blind, and lame, well, that describes the whole of humanity. Except our ailments are so often spiritual. So many of us are looking for the strength and the power to climb into the healing pool and fix ourselves. Such is a miserable road to travel at any point in history. Verse 5 reads, A certain man was there who had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he had been sick for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to be made well? Now it's interesting that Jesus Christ, God in flesh, the great Redeemer, was actually wandering about unrecognized by this man or seemingly anyone else. There was no grand parade before him, no diplomatic envoy to meet him, no key to the city. One only needs to scan the evening TV shows, the daily newspaper, or the grocery store tabloids to stand and wonder how the healing answer to all of the world's ills could walk among us so openly and yet not be recognized. I suppose that ultimately the world does not want to be healed, so thus they are not looking for a savior. The world at large never will. Yet Jesus died to provide healing for all of us just the same. We each must choose, however, just as this man did, 
When the question comes to us, do you want to be made whole? Now the man in question had been sick and broken for no doubt the better part of his life. Each day he must have been waiting for, well, some savior to come and make him whole. Or was he? For those who have been healed, it seems incredulous that one would choose to remain sick. Yet in truth, well, many of us factually choose this situation every day of our lives. Many people are quite willing to remain in their miserable condition, to have a perceived excuse for all of their shortcomings. I mean, Jesus can and he will heal, but we must first want and be willing to be healed. Thus, Jesus asked the man, do you want to be made well? Verse 7 says, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Now, in a classic response, the man begins to make excuses just as we all tend to do. I don't have, I can't, etc., etc. Well, of course you don't, and certainly you can't. Hence, that's why we need a healer. That's why there's a demand for a savior. Because again, we are sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, Arise, take up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man was made well. He took up his mat and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Rise and walk. That's all it took. No magic incantation, no team of surgeons or high-tech equipment. Just Jesus and his words. The man indeed picked up his bed, that which actually represented his infirmity, his bondage, his death. He picked up his bed and he walked away. The same is expected of each of us. We too must pick up that which represents our infirmity, our bondage and death. Pick up our cross and walk to follow him, to be his disciple. But let us know that our movement happens in response to his healing, not in order to make it happen. The work of Christ herein was complete in a moment. No forms to fill out, no works to perform, and no doctor bills. He and we are not healed to sit still, but to rather move in this new spirit that he has placed within us, the spirit of life. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.